Friday. It's 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 Friday. Can we tell who the lively one is on the show and who's the, who's the guy it's that's just, uh-huh? I'm happy it's Friday. Can you tell? I don't understand one day of the week from another other than the, I understand when my wife is home because when she's not home, I have no clue what day of the week it is. None. Well, I have my calendar behind me. That helps. Well, if there wasn't a red dot highlighted on my calendar, I wouldn't know what to do. Yep. Yep. I live by my calendar. If my calendar disappeared, I'd be going, wait, what day is it? What am I doing today? What am I? Who's, uh, 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 uh. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I my, wife was, my wife got home Wednesday night and basically I had to realize and say, oh, yeah, because of her air, her stuff's on, on the calendar for what when she's coming in. And I'm like, oh, you're coming home tomorrow, right? And she goes, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't know what day. Yep. Yep. Worse than that is if she doesn't, uh, if she's not home, like finally at like, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, I'm starving. So I get downstairs and make something to eat. And, and I make, here's the thing. When I'm home alone, I make dinner, clean up dinner, eat dinner. All right. And I'm done within 45 minutes. Yeah. Easy, Cause easy. I make something simple. All right. I, I, I eat, I go back in, throw all the dishes in the dishwasher back yeah. out and come. I, sometimes I'll come back upstairs, but most of the time I'll, I'll just plop down on the couch and try to watch a TV show and relax. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't have a schedule. When when she is when she's home when she comes home okay it's time to stop working and I yeah go yeah more of a schedule that's true when you're when you're by yourself it's more like yeah whatever I'll just do this and do that but well I never look at the clock I hardly <laughs> ever look at the clock like today I've got appointments um uh, well you know I mean I have the show with you today uh, I have a two o'clock recording of my show uh, and then I have a four o'clock appointment and it's like you know twelve two four and if I didn't put it on the calendar, the four o'clock one, like if I didn't put it on the calendar because I have to go somewhere to do it, I, I, I would, oh crap, I got to be there in 15 minutes. I'm trying to rush. I get it. I get it. Totally get it. Anyway. And our viewers out there, do you use the calendar like we do? Do you like bye by it? I mean, we should do that as a topic some week. Do you use calendar? And what calendar do you use? Yeah. Is it your Bible? I mean, it's my Bible. I'll tell you that much. Uh, nothing gets done unless it's on the calendar. I, know. Well, you know, yeah. I, I have these. I have these sheets that are getting done. Like, I mean, that's the other thing we can talk about one week is like how we get things done. Yeah. I have six or seven of these, and two of them downstairs, four of them up here, and yeah. Well, here's my sheet. <laughs> I'll type up all my written notes. I got yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, we should do that as a. We should. That's a topic we should do one week. Is talk about the things that we. Uh, what we do to stay organized. That should be a whole, uh, that should be like a monthly theme, getting organized. I like it. What we yeah. do to stay organized. Yeah. I'm writing that down. What we do to stay organized. Mm -hmm. This is how, this is how the program works. Ladies and gentlemen, I see, I get on the program and tell Katrina, this is what we're going to talk about. She writes it down, makes a whole note section. And then we come on live and talk about it next week. <laughs> and I'm still the clueless one. All right. If you can tell she's still the organized one and I'm still the clueless one. Yeah. I'm coming up with that content, people. If you don't like it, let us know. What do you want to hear? Just trying to come up with content that I I personally feel would be helpful for everyone, including the audience and ourselves. And speaking of topics, speaking Wait, of topics. We have four of them, don't we? Yes, we have four topics today. And they kind of explain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, the, this is the business, uh, business G-Spot podcast. We come up with four topics every week to discuss, all right, led by the great and wonderful Katrina Garcia. 
all right, with, uh, you know, not so great or meaningful commentary by Tim Gillette. No, the wonderful and fantabulous Tim, 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 la, 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 la. <laughs> I know, I'm bad. Uh, so what do you got for our first topic this week, well, Katrina? I thought this was an interesting one because we're dealing with conflict on a regular basis now. And so I, I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about how to learn how to deal with this conflict, because it seems like a lot of people are dealing with it one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading great articles on this, and they came up with quite a few things that can help you with conflict resolution. And I, I mean, they're, they're easy in concept, but when you do them, that's another story as we've talked about. But they say the first thing you want to do, of course, is, and we've talked about this before, being the active listener. In other words, closing your mouth and opening your ears. That's the one key thing. And that helps with communication, business, whatever. Think, the other you think, one. You think, that's, you think that's probably why I'm on the show is because I sit and listen to you? <laughs> no, you're on the show because you bring so much. So much. Don't you guys agree? So I'm just much. an active listener on this one here. What do you tell me? So much. So much. <laughs> the other one they said is you want to use I statements instead of blaming the other person. It's I feel that when a, you know, blah, 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 or it affects me when I blah, blah, blah. So it's always you're taking the responsibility of your own actions and your own feelings because predominantly when you're having a conflict in the first place, it's because of something that's bothering you. Yeah. Well, usually that's that goes back to the one thing I had going back to when I was 21 years old. Learn to take ownership of everything you do. Yeah. All right. It should be like one of my one of my rules or commandments or something like that. I mean, one of my rules of life: take ownership of everything you do. But I, I never thought like it's a guiding principle to me. Exactly. And take responsibility. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing: taking accountability for your actions, what comes out of your mouth. You know, everything. And this is part of the conflict resolution is that you're taking that accountability. You're taking you're taking that and you're you're not blaming the other person. You're simply stating this is how I feel. It has nothing to do with you. It's just how I feel when the other one, too, is that when you're you're making the request or you're talking to somebody about the topic, you want to always come up with either a solution or a way to kind of counteract whatever that res uh, that conflict is instead of just complaining about it. I hate it when you do blah, 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 blah. That doesn't help. Try it. Uh, in fact, I remember I had the best, the best um, supervisor when I worked at Amgen. His name was Ralph Smalling. And the best advice he gave me is there was one time I was having an issue with one of the, the employees. I went to him to complain. He said, and what does that have to do with me and why do I care? He said, if it's bothering you, then you need to deal with it. Come up with a solution. Then we'll talk about the solution and see if that works or not. But don't just come to complain. And that taught me that anytime I had something that I need to talk to him about, I had to have a solution. And we would discuss the solution, decide on something, then move on. He hated it when people came and just complained. And that's that's part of the conflict resolution that I really learned is that if I don't have a solution when I'm coming into that conversation or uh, an observation of something that might help, mm -hmm. there's no point in having that conversation. 
Really? I mean, because if you're not come out, I mean, everything that we do, uh, and think about how many marriages would be saved if people just want yes. the solutions rather than, com- than than complaining about the problems. Exactly. Honey, I don't like the way you come up with a solution. Yeah, take quit ownership. Yeah, yeah, quit complaining. Tell me what I what can we do to fix this? Not exactly. well. I'm so tired of when you. Okay, what do we need to do? And and the other thing too is you you want to be you want to avoid the defensive and and listen to the words. This is something that I learned. Um, believe it or not, going through therapy. <laughs> um, I learned that, uh, you, you remember Dragnet when they said, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. So what I do when I'm in a conversation that's heated, I, I close my eyes and take my emotions out of it. And I just listen to the words. I don't listen to the emotions. I just listen to the words. That's it. And when we just listen to the words and not put the emotions into it, I think personally it helps you to come up with a solution better and you come to the conversation with more power because when we put emotions into it, we start to lose our power because then it's all, I hate it when you are, and then the person's not listening because they're now there's now because they're getting pissed and you're getting pissed. Nothing's accomplished. I mean, even when I have conversations or or an argument or disagreement with my husband, I can tell when things aren't. I'll ask him, repeat back to me what I just said. And if he can't, he's not listening. So there's no point in moving on. So I'll just say, you know what? Let's just go our separate ways, calm down a little bit, and then we'll talk about it again. Well, uh, wait a minute. I, I didn't know you had disagreements with your husband. I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought you were always right. There <laughs> He would disagree with you on that. <laughs> I'm not always right. Definitely. And that's one of the things they talk about. You don't always have to be right. That's the whole point. It's not about I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. It's not a win-lose situation. It's about trying to find a common ground with um, the other person that you're discussing this situation or conflict with. and. And you want to take those emotions out because like I said, when you start to put the emotions in there, you lose your power. Um, The other thing too, is that it it basically comes down to the three things, a couple things. One is it's about being a good listener, closing your mouth and opening your ears, which Tim is really good at. It's about, (laughs) what'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, Were we talking? (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting to do that too. I forgot. It's about digesting the information, hearing it, and coming up with a resolution. Mm-hmm. And that those are the key things if you're in any conflict when it comes to a conversation and it starts to get heated. Those are the key things is listening, digesting the information, and coming up with a resolution. Those are the three key things. That can help with any argument or any conflict that you might come across. And hopefully it diffuses that. So that way, anytime you have a conversation, now it's a pleasant one as opposed to, I hate your guts. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you did this and you did that. Really? People would say that? I I know. It's amazing. But look at how many people, I mean... During this whole COVID and everything, people have gotten so upset 
they haven't really listened to the person that's saying the other thing. They've just put blame out there at everybody instead of, well, you know, let me understand why you feel this way or let me understand why you see it this way as opposed to it's my position and you should be taking it. Oh, we have a Facebook? Wow, look at that. You can follow us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you should be following us on Facebook. Soon we'll have a YouTube channel oh, and all that Facebook. stuff. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so we're working. Consider the fact that we create websites, uh, help people with content, all right, and do things on social media. You would think we would have those things. You would think. You know, it's interesting how people still to this day have businesses, and I'll ask them. Do you have a website? Oh, no, I do everything on social media. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll see you three, three years from now, you know what I mean? You'll be, I'll, I'll be seeing you as I get my order taken at McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep that up. See how that works. See how that works. So shall we go into our next I think I think we have a next another topic. Don't we see? I can move it. I can move the banner down there. Yes, we do have our next topic. And, and this is a cool one. This is a really cool one. And this is something that I personally like doing and would like to do more of and and i'm sure you've done it too but they say actually that by being a creative writer you not only enhance your skills professionally but also personally no and there I, 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 before you go into the discussion of this topic i'm going to use this as an example i used to have when i created my blogging classes i would make people write a blog post the beginning of the class Beginning in the morning, I would help them set up the WordPress.com site. And the first thing I would make them do before they put it public, announce it to their friends and all that stuff, is I would make them write a blog post. Yeah. And I gave them stupid topics to write about. Green eggs and ham. Tell me <laughs> about reading green eggs and ham for the first time. Yeah. I, uh, one of the places that we actually held the workshop was it was a, a um, like a firearms and handgun training center. So I made the group right one time. You know what I mean? My first experience with a gun. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to publish this. I said, there's a reason we're doing this. I will tell you later how you can take it down. But if you learn to write about creative things that are put in front of you, you'll be able to write. If you yeah. don't, all right, you won't. If you don't learn how to post a blog post, you'll never post one. No. I, in fact, I remember my son, they were starting to, it was before they were starting to do the exit exams in high school yeah, yeah. and the teach, one of the things that they had to write is they had to write an essay that was, I think about 300 page, essay, uh, 300 word essay on hummingbirds. And my son looked at me and said, there's no way you can do that. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a 300 page essay on hummingbirds mm -hmm. and believe it or not, I managed to do it. And I turned it in. I told him, turn it into the teacher and see if that she used it as an example for the whole class. And he had to go, um, I didn't write that. My mommy oh. did. <laughs> exactly. But I thought, I mean, it's a great way to get the juices going, you know, and, and get you into that mode of being, creative and the more creative you are a lot of times the more productive you but, become. but he was creative he yeah. got you to write his homework for him that's <laughs> creative well i didn't do the homework i just wanted to see if you could actually do it and he told the teacher you know my mom wrote this and the teacher also told them it is feasible i had a i had a, uh, a student whose parent wrote this so it is feasible and then she read it to everybody so it was 
you know, it's one of those things that you have to really, you have to get those juices going. But I mean, they say that it really helps not only in regards to being creative, but it helps you feel, get your feelings out and your experience out into words. Because the first part you want to start with is your story, right? Yeah. And so, and that's what I think really helps is that you start with your story. That's where you start. It also enhances your communication skills because stories really make that splash when you get the right words that you use. And it helps you utilize your conversations better and, and be better at the dialogue because you're writing. Yeah. And the other thing I thought was interesting too, is it also makes you learn how to structure things because you have to structure the story. If you're doing a story, you have to structure the events, the dialogue, the plot, the timeline, the characters, the place. First, oh, I'm, I'm big about, you know I mean? First getting it, getting it out there. We can learn, we can teach you those things. Those are teachable things. It's the, yeah. teaching the fact that you, how to, to just put words on paper. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and people do that when they write their diaries. I mean, they're writing their experience. They're writing how they feel. They're writing, you know, what they're going through. It, it's all about writing and that's all the creative part that comes out. And they say that people that actually do diaries or that actually write every day are more creative and more productive because they're getting Part of it, too, is they're getting all of this out onto a piece of paper so that now they have an opportunity to move forward because it's not jumbling in there and still working through. Mm -hmm. Say it really helps to get it from here on paper. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and, and it's a great way to start, you know, uh, becoming, like I said, aware of your own feelings as well and, and be more independent because now you're starting to write things down and you're seeing how your journey has moved from one point to another point to another point to, and so on and so forth. And so it's, it's a great way, a great way to do it. Hi, oh, Robert. Wow. Look at, look, hi, Robert. Look at this though. He got lost in Michael Heppel's write that book challenge. Uh, that man is a personification of the, the uh, like, yeah. Boy, yeah. I, I can't wait to you st stay tuned today, Robert. I've got something to tell you on get, how to get not get lost in writing a book. Yes, yes. We've got some it's great, coming. Tips great tips. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. If you want to become more creative and you want to become a creative writer, there's a couple things you can do. First of all, of course, is practice writing as often as you can on the go whenever you're, I mean, whenever it comes to your mind. And on your phone, you can talk, you can record it by just recording your voice and then it can type it up for you. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can do that. The other one is getting involved with writing communities on yes. social media because they'll help you keep on track. They'll help you with different ideas, that type of thing. Also, the more you write, the better you get. Exactly. While you go through things and have other people read it and give them your feedback because sometimes... We write something and we think, God, that sounds really good. And then somebody says, yeah, um, there's not there's not a lot of dialogue. Or what about this piece? Or I didn't understand that piece. And you're just like, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I wrote um, you. I, I don't know if I, it's, I don't know if it's still on my website, but years ago I wrote a thing. Uh, it was 2016, uh, November 2016, because I remember the night. The night was election night 2016. And I happened to be at a mastermind event in California. That night, sitting at the bar, watching at a hotel bar, watching the results from watching the, the whole results, yeah. Yep. And I watched a man who just literally—I mean, apparently, you know, his the person he was following was not winning, so he was very, very like distraught and down, and just the way he was reacting, you can tell this guy number one has no friends. 
this guy, number one, number, you know, I'm not picking on the guy, but he had no friends because he couldn't talk to anybody about it. And this was bothering him. And that's what happens if you're emotionally put into something and about it. Had no way of communicating it. Yeah. All right. Because he's not learning to communicate. In the meantime, he's hurting. All right. The things he'd hoped for is not happening. So he's hurting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I, I took that that idea of watching it and used it as a story in my content about what I do. The next morning, I actually took the story, and I don't know if you know James Key. You know James? No. I don't. No, it doesn't sound familiar. James teaches people story. All right, he's a great guy at doing it. He read the story and he said, "Tim, let me rewrite this story for you in a way that you'd get it." And he took the story not from uh, uh, my point of view, but from anybody's point of view oh, looking yeah. at it. All yeah. right. It wasn't Tim's view. It was the world's view and looking at the situation. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it was really good. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's it. You know, how you, by getting James to read that, I got such feedback on it. Oh, I need to fix this. I learned to write stories after that because I now well, looked at the story differently. Well, and part of that too is when you write a story, they say you want to read it out loud because when you read it out loud, it sounds a lot different. Than when you're actually writing it and 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 even having somebody else read it out loud so that way now you can hear oh that's not really what i wanted i wanted to write it this way so it it helps you become a better writer too when you read that out loud and here's the thing that i thought was really cool is there's a whole bunch of apps out there that can help writers get going and like tim said there's so much content out there that you can write on so much just by observing what's going on around you. I mean, you can observe something and then write about it. And, and it's a simple blog. And then you can turn those blogs into a book and you can turn that book into a speaking engagement. You, there's yeah. so many ways that just by starting to write, it can take you down a road of so many other things. Like with Bo Eason, he talks about your story and how important your story is when you get up on stage and telling your story and so on and so forth. So that's, I mean, it's if you think about it as business owners, that's what we're doing when we talk to everybody is we're telling everybody our story, how we started, why we started, where we're at, that type of thing. Oh, Google Live is a good one. I didn't know that Google Live has transcribed in a fascinating way. I, I, I use the, the uh, um, I use the, you know, the audio version of both uh, pages as well as uh, um, Word. Yeah. It, did, it does a really good job. As And I think now on YouTube, you can do the same thing. YouTube also transcribes things without you having to go and do anything extra on top of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's another way to get it to transcribe your podcast or whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, I had somebody ask me the other day if I would transcribe their interview. And I said, listen, I said, we don't we don't offer that. That's an upsell if you, you're interested into it. But I'm going to tell you, you can take the video and go have it done. Or if we do it, all right, we're going to be charging you a lot more to do it. And like, you know, they, they, they drop the conversation. Well, the reason why I think YouTube is starting to do that now is because websites now have to be more uh, handicap friendly yes. for those uh, that are, are blind and uh, they can't see, can't hear. And so they have to make it to that point. And now they're starting to offer those things because that way now you can have those things and you, now you're encompassing everybody, your whole audience, instead of just a portion of, you know, because that's a portion you're leaving out when you're not putting all those things on there in regards to your website. But the apps, the one of my favorites is Grammarly. 
because it helps with spelling, grammar, and sentence structure. I'm not, used, I'm, not, I'm not used it, but I've heard Grammarly a lot. So Grammarly is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, another one, too, to map out your story structure, you can either use PowerPoint or mm -hmm. Plotter, P-L-O-T-T-R. What and is it Plotter? Helps, yeah. It helps. Basically, you start your story just like with your, your um, chapters and so on and so forth, and then the chapters in between and so on and within the chapter and the topics. It helps you map it out so it's easier for you to write it so you can get those ideas out there. Another one, um, and now this helps you write to be more reader friendly because it helps you with the structure and dialogue, and that's Hemingway and Readable. Okay. And then the uh, last one, there are two things to help you with your time so that you can actually do your writing and not have any dis distractions. One, of course, is that you can put reminders on your calendar and hopefully stick with that. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is called freedom, where you can actually it actually allows you to turn off things, uh, reminders and stuff so that you don't get distractions. You get to go in and turn off your social media uh, updates or your email or whatever. So that way you get no distractions while you're writing. And you do it for a certain period of time. So these are really great apps that you can use to help you with that writing if you find that you get distracted easily. Well, I mean, yeah, and then like, you know, we were I was I was testing out some of the uh AI type stuff a couple of weeks ago. And like I'm not finding I'm not finding I'm not friendly with it as much as I thought I would be. Yeah. Um, but I have um, you know, I mean, I have found you know writers real writers too, like, you know, who can write for me, but I don't want that. I want to be able to, I, I want to be a writer. All right. But there's some people out there who have to create their content and they don't want to write it. There is ways that you can get it. You can buy other people's content and then re rewrite it in your words. Yeah. That's a practice thing. That's how I started out. I bought uh, this book, this package of, of like, it was a, a email type program. And I bought it, uh, I think it was like 40 bucks I paid for it. And it was like six different programs. And I rewrote the programs in my words and put my examples into it. And I was allowed to do that. With It was it was part of the agreement of the purchase agreement of buying it was yeah. I could do that. I bought a template is what I bought by taking the template. There is a lady out there and you know I've actually reached out to her many a times after I got in the business and she just doesn't want to be on my podcast or anything like that. But she has a whole thing for coaches of creating uh, content for them, you know, yeah. and that's it. She creates the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, con and like I said, there's content out there, but when you first start, it kind of is, it's hard to feel that you're a writer. I had to do the same thing you did, Tim, where I went onto these places and I started finding content and started seeing how it was written. And then I would write it in my own words. So mm -hmm. forth here and there, and I wasn't plagiarizing. I was just simply taking some of the pieces they had in that article. And then I would say, Oh, I'll write about this or I'll write, take this piece or that piece and then write about this. But it gets, it gets those uh, creative juices going. And, and of course it can turn into, like I said, a book, your yeah. blog, a book, speaking engagements, podcast. I mean, it can turn into so many different things just by simply taking pen to paper and yep. starting to write pen to paper. Uh, and it's, yeah. And it's just being, creative and just starting to write things out. In fact, it's funny. I started writing a novel and <laughs> my problem was, is that I was so busy explaining everything about it. There was no dialogue. <laughs> it yeah. was, 
it was just all about here's this and it looked like this. If and you have to set the story up. Oh yeah. yeah. If you have to set the story up, guys. All right. It's too it's too big of a story. <laughs> so you really you really have to, and there's all kinds of classes out there. There's online pieces out there that show you how to write a book, how to be creative. So if you feel like you're not a creative person, there's lots of opportunities out there for you, including these apps that we discussed and and hopefully, hopefully, we're going to have that website done soon so that you can, we'll have all those resources on there for you. So yes, that all these resources will be available because, uh, you know, by all means, we're actually not just doing this to talk. We're actually going to make these resources available to you. I know. The listener. Surprise me, you huh? can actually take action on what we are sharing with you. What a concept. What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're working on it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Here and there. What time is it? Oh, I know what time it is. It's what time is it? It is the it is that time for our tips of the week. Tips of the week. Let's start with the website tip of the week. Ready, guys? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Go for it. Great tip of the week. And I try and tell this to my clients all the time. And sometimes they say, Yeah, I don't know. So you always should have an SSL certificate on your website. And people say, What? the hell is that when you look at your url does it start with an http or an https if it starts with an https it means it's secure and that means that it's encrypted information that's going across so that the chances of your website being hacked or your clients being hacked because they're accessing your website goes way 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 down you need to protect your website it's your information and you want to protect that and the only way to do that is with an SSL certificate. Now there are hosting sites out there like SiteGround that included in part of their their programs that they have or if you go with other ones you might have to pay for that SSL certificate on either a yearly or monthly basis depending on how they have it laid out. But either way you really really need to have that in place so that you're protecting your information and you're also protecting your clients when they're accessing your website. So I always recommend SSL certificate. Get it in place today. Otherwise you're going to have a lot of issues down the road. That's my tip of the week. Wow, that's a great tip this week. By the way, uh does my website have that? Yes, it does. Okay. I have to ask my web designer and what a place to ask her when you're well, well, when you're on a call with her. Who <laughs> might that be? <laughs> Funny how that works out, huh? I guess, I guess it's my time to go to work now, huh? Yes. <laughs> now it's your turn. Okay. So guys, I got a great concept of the week tip for you guys. And that is, uh, are you having a problem writing your book? Is it, or, or does it seem like it's, it feels like it's an unachievable thing? All right, does creating the programs that you want to create seem like a mountain you just just too far to climb up? Well, I say break down your content, break down your books, your programs, even your speeches. All that can be done, all right, is you creating content one piece at a time. And I know you're worried about it. I mean, if I break it down, people will be able to find it all over the place for free. But imagine that, yeah, they could. They could find it all over the place and search forever to find it in all the pieces for free or buy the content from you in a book form all combined together. Most people will not know that you are doing it when you break down the big project and create it in small projects and then assemble it once it's done. It also helps you create, keep, uh, it helps you also uh, create content by giving you ideas that work with your everyday situations. 
Content creation should always lead to bigger things, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just you're in the business to create content for creating content. No, it needs to lead to bigger things. Stop working 50 million separate projects and work one focused all the way down the road. All right, that's my tip. Good tip, good tip, good tip. As always, as always. Well, I mean, those are two, I mean, really good things. All right. I, I, I mean, I had a guy a couple of weeks ago said, you know, hey, Tim, your, your, your site's not. Uh, it doesn't have, uh, you know, it isn't secure. And I like immediately reached out and I'm like, Katrina, is my, is my site secure? Cause like, and it is. so I don't know why he was seen. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know, but immediately I reach out to you and go, oh, well, is this right? And like, you know, you, you know what I mean? You can access my stuff anytime to check it. And maybe he just was on a weird place where he didn't see it that way. I don't know. But immediately I jump because I'm like, that's something I have things that you can click on my website to buy things from me. So I yeah. gotta have that done. And yeah. Writing. I mean, come on, guys, when it comes to writing, I can't tell you how many times I've broken things down and created pieces here, pieces there, and then put it all together. I just put a program together that I'll be releasing to my my group, uh, you know, in the upcoming weeks here to my list that I spent, you know, over a year putting it together by recording a piece here, a piece here, a piece here, a piece here. And now it's a seven part video series. Cool. Yeah. And it started with a blog post to create the outline. And then it went to... Uh, you know, a PowerPoint to do a speech. Then yeah. it went to a speech. Then it went to another blog, yeah. PowerPoint speech. You know, I mean, I broke it down. I kept doing that until I had all seven pieces done. And everything leads to something else. Always. Yeah. That's Always. Right. That's right. Bigger and better things. Yeah. Go big or go home, it's like they say. <laughs> go big or go bigger was, was who was said that? Go bigger, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was uh, uh, Grant Cardone on that show, Undercover Billionaire. Go bigger, go bigger. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. True, true, true. I'm sure other people said that as well, but yeah. So, uh, and now going into our next topic, this has been, this is a hard one for me. And I've been really struggling with this in some cases because the way I'm looking at it is a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but they say, you know, what is the why? Why do we work? Why do we start a business venture? Why do we quit a job? What is our why? Well, I mean, and that's not that's not always an easy answer to come up with because I think the hardest part for me is at one point I went to an event and they asked the question of why why do you do anything you do? What is your why in life? And I couldn't I had such a hard time coming up with the why. And I think it was because I was looking too big. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to look smaller when you're looking at what your why is. And, and it's not just about you saying just because that's, that's not, that's because you're, when you say just because that means you've been conditioned and you're probably not very happy because you haven't come up with your why, but much of our why is really based on our values and who we are. So we talked about this last week about our values and what do those look like. So I think when you sit down and you look at your values in life in general and, and how you run your business or why you quit your job. Yeah. A lot of times people quit their jobs because it wasn't in line with their values. That's right. Yeah, that's and exactly why. That's why they quit. And so I think when you find out what that why is, I think it helps. It really helps you become more centered 
and it helps you move forward in a better direction because now you know why you're doing that. And the interesting thing is, is I read this article and it was talking about a study that they did. They had people given an option that either you sat in a, um, you just sat in a lobby for 15 minutes until they brought you into the room, or you could walk down the street and get into this um, and get the option sooner, if, but you just had to walk a few minutes down to do it. They said nine times out of 10, people chose to just, those who chose to just sit there and not move were not as happy as those that took the opportunity to walk and go down and get that opportunity. They were much happier because of the movement because they got up, they made the option to go up and move. And they said that they actually had to, they actually had to attach a reward to it to get people to get up and move to do something. And I think they, they've said they feel that's the main reason why when we got shut down that so many people had depression because they didn't go anywhere. They didn't do anything. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. And those that started still going out and walking in their neighborhood or doing things in the backyard, if they had a backyard or whatever the case may be, found that they were much happier than those that just sat and did this click, click, click. Yeah. They had, a, they found a why to, to keep yes. going. Yeah. Exactly. That was their why. Their why was to move. Their why was to keep busy. Their why was to, and they say the more that you move and the busier you are, the more productive you are. And so I just thought this was kind of an interesting concept that a lot of us, I mean, I know there's downtime. I have yeah, my yeah. downtime just like anybody else. But when you're constantly on the go, especially as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking of the next best thing, trying to figure out how to uh, you know, fix this problem, trying to figure out, well, if I do this, will this happen? Or trying to figure out what our next gig is or whatever the case may be, we're always on the move. So I think in reality, and I'm not trying to point anybody out. I think entrepreneurs in some respects are more productive than corporate because corporate, it's always the red tape. Oh, well, if you want to do that, you got to talk to that person. And if you want to do that, you got to talk to that person. If you want, it's just, it's too difficult to get anything done. So I think people give up. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it is. And uh, like even when we do our events, uh, Katrina, we've all we, the first thing we used to do uh, is we wouldn't even give them their workbook. We used to have it. So their work, they had to fill out a sheet that basically said, why, why did you come to this event? What are you hoping to get out of it? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it was a, it was a three part, you know, three questions that they had to answer. And then they turned it in at the back table without their name on it. All right. And then in exchange that they would get their workbook. All right. For the event or, you know action guide, whatever we want to call it. But the purpose behind it was I could read through those and tell why people were there. Mm -hmm. Now, all right, if I find it, you know, I find somebody who's there because they want to learn, uh, you know what I mean? How to get there, how, how to create a book faster. All right. So now I can teach that concept of that concept tip I did today. Mm -hmm. The idea behind it was find out their why. Find out their why, you know how to drive them anywhere. All right. If you don't know your why, you can't even drive yourself. Truth well, and that's part of how you find out who your audience is. You well, find yeah. out their why. Their why are their pain points as well. Yeah. That's part of the reason why they're struggling. That's part of their why. They want to get here, but they can't because of these things that are in their way. So that's part of you figuring out also, like we've talked about, your ideal audience. Figuring out those pain points and how you can come up with the why 
to take them from step one to two and whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, and, and, and that's the thing. We ask ourselves why in everything we do. Why am I driving to this appointment when I really don't want to be there? Why am I going to work when I, you know, what's the point of me being here if I'm miserable? Why am I, you know, walking every morning because it makes me feel good and it helps? Why am I, there's always, you know, just like a little kid, the first thing they always ask when they're small is, you say, the sky's blue. Why? Why are the clouds white? Why are the, you know, why is the grass green? Why is it? And you have to answer these things. And they're simple things. But a lot of times it's like, I don't know why the grass is green. Because you water it. That makes it green. Well, why do you water it? So that it'll be green. Well, where did water come from? Why is what, you know? And you just start to go down that road of why, why, why. Right. I just thought it was an interesting concept because a lot of times it's, when you sit down and you look at your whole life and ask why it can be very overwhelming. <laughs> very true. Very, no, very true. So very overwhelming. And you sit down and go, I don't know why that's oh, the concept of why am I here? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm here to learn. That's the way I see it. I'm here to learn. That's my why. No, well, I know why I'm in business. I got a mission. All right. Uh, to create 10,000 content creators. Help yeah. them build an audience of 10,000 people and then turn that 10,000 people into $10,000 a month. Well, that breaks down. And, and you know, I mean, there's there's areas to break that down in, but that's my why. That drives me. That's yeah. why I'm doing this business. Not to get a Ferrari, not to get a Lamborghini, not to buy a new mansion. No, I'm doing this to do this. Yes. I will be financially compensated when I help enough people get what they want. Exactly. But I'm not sitting there going, well, my financial goal is to make $2 million this year is helping people. No, my goal is to help people. Yeah. And I think that's that's how some entrepreneurs really get waylaid. And I was just I was just just like the rest of them. You know, my why was I'm going to make this much money and then I'm going to be financially free. That's not really a why. It's 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 a means to the why, but it's not really a why. Yeah. So you want to find out what that why is. And mine is the same thing. My why is to help people get their websites to, to work for them instead of against them and make the money and leads. That's my why. So that's part of, you know, as you're trying to figure that out. And Robert has a great why. He said, my why, a long time burning desire to save the world. Might as well shoot for the moon. <laughs> if I miss, I will stand, I will still land among the stars. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Good why. Good why. <laughs> it's so, a great why. But I mean, it's a great why. But once you, once you define it, once you get more defined in that, Robert, you will find that you actually will take better action steps. Yeah, I've taken more action steps and thrown more. I mean, literally, I have thrown more programs out that that really do not serve the end goal. Taking them, trash. They don't fit. They there's there's nothing in there that's going to actually make it work. So why am I? Why do I have that program? Great, it was great at the time. I wrote it. Uh, helped me make twenty bucks here and there. Helped me help people along the way. But now my goal is helping people in a, in, a, in a more streamlined fashion. And now I don't randomly just go, well, Hey, this would be a great life coaching program. This would be a great book. No, I got tons of those ideas. Now I'm giving them to clients and customers because they need them. Yeah. And that's their niche doesn't fit mine. Yeah. And it's, you got to figure out what that is. And a lot of times that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. So our last, our last, uh, our last topic of the day today, uh, I like this. You got this down here. I'm going to bring a topic and then let you lead it. But uh, how do we make the best use of what we have learned at a seminar? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or virtual events, 
podcasts, whatever. I mean, and, and this is something that, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are serial learners yeah, and I yeah. get that, but yet they get nothing done because now they're going to this and now they're going to this and now they're going to this. And I've seen people at a lot of these events and I think to my, and I've done the same thing. Well, I'll learn this, I'll learn this, I'll learn this. And you write all these notes and you furiously write everything down and you come back to work and then you look at your emails and you start this day and that goes up on the top shelf. And then before you know it done, forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is something that, I'm starting to learn to do much better. And that's if you've got your notes and uh, granted you want to stay, you want to stay relevant. You want to stay current. So you want to take these various different things, but there's so much out there. So much, so many learning opportunities. I don't know if you have gotten these, but I've gotten email after email, five day challenge coming up, virtual event coming up, this event's coming up, that event, this, 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 and you're constantly boom, 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 boom. And you've got to figure out, okay, so what's going to work for me? What do I take? What do I need in my business that's going to help me get from this point to that point? And I think a lot of times we just go, 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 and don't take that opportunity to really look at those things and figure out what we're going to do. You know, uh, how often I've seen this, all right, where I've seen people come back from events. I love doing things at events to make people commit, all right? You share with me what you're what you're going to do with this information now and, and give me a way to follow up with you on it, mm -hmm. all right? That is, to me, the best thing about leading events. Uh, I learned from Frank Kern a long time ago. There's a million things going into people's inbox. You've got to do something to make them stop. Yeah. And 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 make them want to open your email, make them want to read your email, and make them take action. Too often, what we do and some of these things of, of, of the follow-up, which is, you know, the email system that comes in, is we want to, we want to, what is it? We want to dump all the stuff onto him to try to help him most. Frank Kern's got to, one of the, the, the greatest things I ever learned to do to follow up with people is these like nine, 10 word emails. Mm -hmm. Did you do what you said you were going to do? All right. Click here. I made a video to help you. Go to watch the 10 minute video. All right. And then, okay, great. Oh yeah. I'm going to go do that. Get off, go do it. Take action on the next step. All right. And that is exactly what it is, is getting people to take action by uh, getting them to actually you know, follow through with what they said they were going to do. Yep. Yep. And the person and that's that's do it is the person who's going to be their most successful coach behind them. And that's the hardest part because like you said, a lot of times we're, we have this, the content and brain dump of everything mm -hmm. and it's so much. And yeah, I, I, you're trying to help. You're trying to give as much possible content so that you can help them out. But sometimes it's just such overload that people get to that point now where they look at it and say, I don't even know where to begin. I have so many things on my list now. And then I've added five more, six more, 10 more. I, I can't, I'm done. I, I can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, and this is something that I learned at eWomen. And I thought it came in really, really handy because they really, at the conferences, they really dump a lot of stuff on you. You can yeah. do this and this and this and this and this. And it's so much that when you walk away, your head is spinning. You're like, I have no idea where to begin. So this was a key concept that I took away from their last conference this uh, this August. And she had us sit down before we even leave the event 
to digest and go through our notes. She'd have nice music on and she says, here's what I want you to do. I want to highlight the top five things that you want to put in place right now. The things that really stuck in your brain that you really think if you take action on those, it's really going to move your business to the next step. And then after you do that, now you want to establish what you need to put in place to get those top five things completed. So now you're already starting your action plan so that when you come back, now you've got this action plan. Now you can implement it. And like you said, you're keeping yourself accountable for all the things that you've learned, because if we think about all these things we've gone to, if we don't take action on them, we're basically have wasted our time and wasted our money. That's right. And and trust me, I've got a bunch of them that were on that I've gone to that just sat there and I did nothing about absolutely nothing because I was on overwhelm. It was too much, way too much. And so I think if we only take five things out of each event we've gone to that can help us move forward, I think it will help a lot more for you to move that needle as opposed to now I got, uh, I'm, I don't know where to get, I'm done. I have no idea. Put a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> I can't even think. I like this concept, but I mean, I, I want you to finish going through it because then I'm going to go through a concept that I heard because the two of them kind of match, but they're a little bit different. Well, and 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 that's and like I said, that's that's all part of it. It's just yeah. taking those top five things, and so that way that you don't feel overwhelmed. But the mm -hmm. one thing I also want to impart too is that when you're looking at things before you even take them, sit down and figure out: is this actually going to take my business to where I need it to be, or that's the action right. items to where I need it to be? If it's not, then why are you going? That's right. Why are you, why are you, why are you taking the time? Why are you taking the money? And on top of that, why do you put money down for something and then you don't show up? What does that say? I mean, Craig was just talking about that this morning at an event. He had people that spent $997 on an event and each time they weren't showing up and he kept saying, you know, you got this ticket you want. And he was allowing them to come again and still wouldn't come. If I spend money on something, God damn it, I'm going to be in that seat and I'm going to be there. Whether I learn something or not, I'm going to be there because I spent the money. I'm going to take the time to go. Very, very rare that. And it's an emergency or something that because I can't go. But for the most part, even for the free things, I'm there. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, most people will not, you know, once you actually start, uh, once you actually start investing in your, in your business and, and investing time and money, you will actually learn to, to, to make it work better. So, yeah, um, absolutely. And so, I think, um, go ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, a little bit different than that is one of the things I heard at, at, for a concept was, uh, do the three or five things that you write down, go home and take action on them. And then your, your last thing after that, after you write, do your five things is then write down another five things. Yeah. All right. So the, the, the idea is repeat the process. So every event you come to, you got to come away with a list of three. I use three things, but three, five, seven, whatever your number is of things. All right. You write down. These are the things I'm going to do when you're done doing. Repeat the process. Write another seven. So yeah. pretty much if you did that, uh, say you attended you know, eWomen Networks in August. By the time you return August next year, you could have accomplished everything from that event. And so much more because basically then you left eWomen Network and then you went to say Craig's event the next month. Yeah. Well, now you do the same thing with Craig's event. You come home with three to five things from his event to do. All right. 
you will you will actually, you know what I mean, double and triple the things you get done if you do this from every event you come home from. And as soon as you're done, take another list of three to five things from that event and put it into action. Exactly. And, and that's that's the whole key. You're going there to learn something. So why not put it into motion? Why not put it into place? And, and that's something that I'm learning to do where I will star certain things when I'm going to an event. And now I'll take that moment and I'll go through and then I'll circle that star for the top five things and I'll number it. And then I come back and I start putting those in place because I think that's the one thing that we are all very guilty of. We go do it, but we don't take any action. It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But are you really acting on it? Yeah. And the entrepreneurs, I think that really succeed, whether that be in money in clientele in in the way they run things is that they take action. They don't just exactly. sit back on the sideline and go, well, I thought about doing that, but yeah. I took action. I got it done. I made the, I made my time and my, my money there worth something. Yes, absolutely. No. So always keep that in mind. I think anytime you're going to a seminar or looking to spend the money, is it going to be worth your time and effort? And if it is, and you paid for it, then God damn it, show up. That's, right. <laughs> exactly. that's all I'm Just show up. Yeah. Anyway. So I think that's about all, what we have for the week, isn't it? Yes, that's it. Those were good no. topics. I think good topic week. This is a good week with topics. Good learning topics. So uh, let me make sure you guys, so if you haven't, uh, all right, we had it up here a little bit ago. Let me, let me fix it here so I can bring it up again. If you haven't, all right, go over and subscribe to our new Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash businessgspotpodcast.com. Um, and, you know, I copied that to make sure I did it right. Businessgspotpodcast.com is our Facebook page. We will have Twitter, uh, Instagram, things like that coming up. Uh, next thing we're working on is the YouTube channel and the website. So mm -hmm. there is a website up. All right. You can go look at it right now, the businessgspot.com. All right. And it, uh, it, it, it's, it's a temporary site where uh, our web, our web developer is creating a new one. <laughs> well, our social media guy did his job already. <laughs> Some of us acted. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, guys, all right, if you need web help, all right, I'm going to tell you, go to this girl right here, Katrina Garcia, KG Website Designs. All right, tell them a little bit more about how you can help them and what you do for them, Katrina. And if you need content ideas and easy marketing ideas, you got to go to Kim Gillette. Oh, that way. Kim yeah, Gillette. I'm on that side, yeah. But I do this <laughs> thing called Simple Easy Events, which my site is not updated today because of the fact that uh, we do a live event in November and not a virtual event in November. So our next virtual event will be in December. Anyway, but if you're in Dallas, Texas, November 5th and 6th, you can come to my live event. Yay. Oh, thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for watching. All right, guys. That. All right. Well, you know, guys, we want, we want you to go have a great week. We'll be back next week with another set of topics, another, uh, to another information for you guys, as well as how we can help you. All right. In the meantime, we appreciate you, our, our listeners, and appreciate you subscribers. If you haven't, subscribe already, and, and soon we will have more up to help you. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye.